Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You can go ahead and turn over in your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, and we're going to continue here with part four in our series on faith, God's open door. So last week we continued in our series on faith, discussing what faith is. And we're looking at the difference between head faith and heart faith, and there is a difference. Faith is vital in our relationship with the Lord. It is not optional. Our main scriptures for this series express this. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 says, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Mark chapter 9, verse number 23 says, Jesus said to them, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. A.W. Tozer said this, Unbelief says some other time, but not now. Some other place, but not here. Some other people, but not us. Faith says anything God did anywhere else, he will do here. Anything he did any other time, he is willing to do now. Anything he ever did for other people, he is willing to do for us. I love that. The reward of faith is worth the feelings of uncertainty that accompany obedience. How many know uncertainty concerning faith only comes from the soul and from the flesh? It does not come from the spirit. Your spirit is full on ready to believe right now, especially if you're born again. Amen? You realize that who came into your heart when you were born again? Jesus did. Do you ever read the gospels and see what Jesus did while he walked the earth? Then you should look at that and go, I can do that. Because the one who lives in you is the one who did those things. I loved what Heidi said the other day at the uh, marriage and conference weekend, the the boot camp we did, marriage and family uh, boot camp. She said, you didn't receive a baby Jesus. You know, some people have that in their minds because the only time they come to church is Christmas. (laughs) You know what I mean by that? In other words, all they can think about is the baby being born. Well, guess what? He ain't coming back as a baby. He was here for a season as the lamb, but he's coming back as the lion. And the lion lives in you now. The world and the world system is going to press on you unbelief and doubt. So you need to learn faith and develop in faith. Amen. So we can work, we can fight past the the uncomfortableness of walking by faith. The five senses never appreciate obedience to the unseen, but they always want to take all the credit when the manifestation comes. Boy, our flesh is something else. I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to new flesh. So step out, but remain humble and be careful to give God all the glory because we're going to have a lot of victories in this place. You are going to have a lot of testimonies in your life how you walked by faith and overcame. 
I mean, we already do, but it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because as the Word of God goes forth, your, the, 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 uh, uh, the blocks, the hindrances in your thinking will be removed. And as they're removed, you'll be able to step into greater and greater levels of God's glory and presence. So don't underestimate the importance of understanding Bible faith. We, uh, as the Scripture says... In 1 Peter 2, 1, we ourselves get into danger when we treat as common what God calls precious. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says that we have precious faith. It's like precious faith, right? So we see that in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, another statement here is, I believe God desires that this church... This is something the Holy Spirit told us. Walks consistently by faith and also enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit while maintaining emotional stability through spiritual maturity. This is something the Lord had said to me. And I thought, man, that is so good. Because, you know, I've been around Charismatics and Pentecostals, Word of Faithers for a long time. And you get, a, you know, in every church you have extremes. Something that we constantly fight for around here is staying in the middle of the road. And it's never going to change. You say, what do you mean by that? We'll always have to fight to stay in the middle of the road. As long as we're on the planet, how many know that balance, imbalance is like a, it's just part of the flow of the earth. But balance is more difficult. Some of you are thinking too uh, spiritual right now. Think more about your natural life. How many times do things try to get your natural systems and plans and things out of balance? How many interruptions can you have in a week in your schedule? Amen? Well, it's the same in the church. The enemy and the God of this world is constantly bringing pressure to our lives. He's trying to remove us out of the place of faith into the place of doubt and unbelief, into the place of offense and hurtfulness, into the place of where we're no longer walking in the spirit, but we're walking in uh, the natural, in the flesh, in the way that the earth flows. And so faith is a must in understanding because spiritual maturity will create emotional stability. People say, well, I need to go see a shrink. You have the helper on the inside of you. <laughs> shrink. Do they still call them shrinks? Or did I just, am I old? Um, I'm sure there's a new name for it. <laughs> I'm sure there's a new name for it. I, they, they say, well, I need to go see a counselor. You have the counselor on the inside of you. And he will never tell you that your situation is too difficult, that you can't overcome and that you can't make it by the grace of God if you'll exercise your faith. Because Jesus believes his own words. And the Holy Spirit was sent to be reinforcement for the manifestation of the declaration of Jesus' words. Amen. I need to say that again. And the Holy Spirit was sent to be, to help, to be the power, the empowerment of manifestation of the declarations or the teachings of Jesus' words. Well, you just don't know how bad it is, but Jesus does, the Holy Spirit does. He knows how you decided to go mudding and didn't bring chains. He knows, you say, what do you mean by that? He knows how far you've sunk into the yuck of this world, but guess what? He also knows how to get out. 
And then you say, people say, well, he, I blew my engine up. Well, no problem. He's got more engines. And if you'll follow him, he'll get your life on the path that it should be. And he'll keep you there. Amen? It's just that way. So, there is only one way to receive from the supernatural power of God, and that is to believe with your heart or your spirit, man. We talked about this. John Wesley said, The devil has given the church a substitute faith, one that looks and sounds so much like faith that few people can tell the difference. This substitute he called mental assent. Many people read God's word and agree that it is true, but they are agreeing only with their minds. And that, is what gets the, and that is not what gets the job done. It is heart faith that receives from God. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, what? Confession is made unto salvation. Now, most people will teach and denominations will teach that salvation means I go to heaven when I die. But salvation means so much more than that. It means preservation, healing. It means supply. It means peace, wholeness. It, it has to, it in, salvation actually encompasses all areas of our lives. It's fullness. God desires to cover all aspects of your life front to back top to bottom. And guess what? He desires to do it. He did it. The only responsibility is that we receive it. Okay? So hard faith. Mark eleven twenty three. We looked at this last week, and I'm just going to skim over this because I want to show you head faith today, and we're getting close to the end here. Mark eleven twenty three says, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And then it says this, and does not what? Doubt in his. Now that his is just general. It means humanity. You don't doubt in your heart, um, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, if we stop right there, does that sound like a verse I just quoted? For with the heart man believes unto, and with the. Mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What is Jesus talking about here? He's talking about not doubting in our, and you believe what you, and you have it. You see that? Now that's tying it to uh, the most important thing in our lives, which is being born again, right? But that principle of faith applies to every promise. Have you ever read through your scripture and marked where God says, this is what I am to you? Come on, we sing songs about it, but we don't really pay attention to what we're singing. How many have ever heard of God as Jehovah Rapha? Right? What does that mean? Healer, right? So if he declared himself as that, that means that from a heart of faith, I can speak to sickness with my and possess salvation. Now, if you're only understanding about salvation as I go to heaven when I die, then you're missing part of what Jesus taught concerning faith. Because he said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you and you shall have them. How do you believe? With the 
heart with the heart. Listen to me, not with the head. I love what Brother Hagin said years ago, and I, I still quote it, I still, it's a part of me. He said, you can receive the promises of God with faith in your heart and doubt in your head. That's good news for everybody. Everybody here and everybody watching online, that's good news. Because how many got doubts in your head? How many of you look at a situation and, the, and the, the, the natural worldly wisdom starts to rise up and go, well, there's no way this is going to work. It just can't happen. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit within you, all of a sudden, especially if you've read the Word of God, words will float up from within you, from your heart, that contradict the very thing that you're facing and what looks impossible, what man declares is impossible, Jesus says is possible. Amen. With God, all things. Ooh, that's good preaching. My situations, I never face an impossible situation according to God. Not because I'm amazing, because in the natural, I just don't look that good. But everybody knows how I look in the spirit. Muy guapo. Or if you're a female. Muy bonita, right? Where's my translator? I need Michael and Rocio. Where, where are they at? I think she's downstairs. They're in Faith, faith Kids. <laughs> you look good in the spirit. If you could just look past how you are in the natural. Now, you may look good in the natural. I don't know. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, But in the spirit, whoo! I mean, theme music plays every time you wake up in the spirit. It's the Rocky theme, right? <laughs> we look good in the spirit because in him we're more than... Ooh, through him who loved us. You act like you're convinced about that. That's going to bode well for you for the rest of the week. When you come up against challenges and trials, you've got to face those things in faith. Amen? So we read verse 24, but what we see here ultimately is that we're to believe with the heart. Believing with the heart means that we're not believing by seeing. All right? Too many people want to know it from the standpoint of it's coming to pass and then believe it. We must believe it because God's word says it is ours. Then it materializes. So faith is the arm that reaches into the unseen, the promise of God, and brings into the scene what he promised. What a lot of times causes problems for people is they get out of heart faith and they get into head faith. Let's look at head faith as we wrap up this morning. John chapter 20, verse 24 through 28 says this. This is head faith. Now, thankfully, the Lord is patient because this is one of the Lord's disciples. How many know Thomas? All right. He's sometimes known as Doubting Thomas, although by the end of it, he gave his life. He had such faith, he gave his life as a martyr. He died physically for the gospel. To me, that's faith. 
Actually, to me, that's the highest level of faith, to be honest with you. I mean, talking about demonstrated in the natural. The highest level of faith is not, you know, um, because of sometimes people's misunderstanding concerning different subjects and things, sometimes people think the highest levels of faith are the material things that you gain. To me, the highest level of faith is how much you can uh, die to yourself and to love somebody else. That would be the highest level of faith, right? Because that's what Jesus demonstrated. All those other ones are sub-levels. They're not sin. They're just sub-levels. They're not as high. All right, John chapter 20, verse 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, verse 25, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. What did he say? I, I will. I will. Part of believing is a choice. I will not believe. And what did he say in that conjunction, in, in con, that with in conjunction? Unless I, I will not believe, right? I will not believe. Verse 26, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, which means they didn't open the door for him. That'd be cool. He just walked through the wall and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach out your finger here and look at my hands and reach out your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. So verse 27, we see here what is Head faith, all right? The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. Did he hear faith words? Yes. Now, did Thomas have, have any reason not to believe that Jesus had raised from the dead? Why? Now, I don't, you don't need to answer because I'm going to give you the answer. But I want you to think about this. Why, did, why could Thomas have the ability to believe with heart faith? Why could he? First of all, he had the capability because he's made by God. Secondly, he has the capability because Jesus said, I will rise in three days. And when Jesus said that, what was available? Faith. Because faith comes by... Pretty simple, isn't it? So, is his unbelief excusable? Is it forgivable? Somebody say, praise the Lord. Because <laughs> we'd all be in trouble if it wasn't. You know, I love reading about the disciples because it's like, oh, man, I didn't do that. <laughs> I may have done some of the things, but I didn't do that. You know, it's a good thing it's not based on that. So Jesus calls what Thomas did unbelief. 
Or some people might say head faith. He had to see in order to what? Believe. How many know this, that any person walking down the street that isn't born again can see and believe something? I mean, the world has a saying, seeing is... No, it's not. Wrong sense. You say, what do you mean by that? You have five senses. The scripture says, hearing is where how we receive he, uh, believing faith. Because faith comes by hearing. I wonder why God chose the ears. I mean, I know why. I know the answer because I know the scripture. We walk by faith, not by sight. He chose to do it that way. So the avenue that God chose to, to, to use concerning us in his creation, he ma- how many know he made your lobes, your ears, right? He made those. The avenue he chose, he said, okay, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to say stuff. You're going to hear stuff. And it's going to go down into the soil of your heart. And you're going to what? You're going to choose whether you want to cultivate what? Faith in that or not. Does that make sense? And so we need to be hearing and then speaking. If, if I need to see what I'm believing God for before I believe, then I'm not in faith. I'm in unbelief. But I can choose to believe with the heart without seeing, and I can actually receive what is unseen. And the moment I see what I'm believing for, what ends? Faith. Faith ends the moment you see what you're believing for. And people say, yeah, but I asked God about this 10 years ago, and I still haven't seen it. Then you're still, uh, you still have the opportunity to be in a place of faith. Well, I was believing God for the finances to be able to pay off a particular bill or for, for healing in my body or for my children to be touched by the power of God or for this, that, and the other. And it came in. What do I know? My faith is manifested. And now I can move on to something else. Amen? Faith is of the what? It's of the heart. Head faith does what? Head faith says, I need to see it. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger and look at my hand. Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Verse 27 gives us more insight into head faith versus heart faith. Jesus calls what Thomas did unbelief then instructed Thomas to stop doubting and start believing. Jesus told Tom, or yeah, Jesus uh, held Thomas accountable to this because he had heard the word of Christ. We talked about that. Head faith demands to see it before it will believe. When Jesus, which Jesus calls unbelief, it isn't Bible faith at all. If I have to see it first, it's not Bible faith. You ever notice that this teaching really fights your natural mind? I can feel you thinking. You know, what, you know what happens if you're just like me, which you are in a sense. I'll read and hear and see things like this, and then my mind goes, yeah, but what about all these experiences you've had? Faith doesn't come by experience. It comes by hearing. Hearing his word, amen? It comes by hearing his word. Now I want to wrap up with this thought right here. And then next week we'll get into uh, Abraham. 
in Romans 14. How many know Abraham's a wonderful example of faith, heart faith? Sometimes people, unbelievers and believers alike, get offended when a requirement of faith is placed upon them. In fact, I've heard sermons implying that it is unreasonable for anyone to be expected to have faith, especially if situations are difficult by the standards of man. Have you ever noticed that? People get offended by faith. Did you know that? Um, it's, It's just a fact. They did in Jesus' day as well. But the reality is God expects faith of people. And for those who know the scriptures, this is not an unreasonable expectation because God is the one who provides the faith necessary to overcome through the avenue of hearing the word of God. From this passage of scripture, we can see that when the conditions for faith are met, God expects us to walk in faith. Now, if the conditions are not met, then he doesn't expect it. In other words, God doesn't place a demand on your will without giving you the expectations and the provision necessary to be able to walk out what he has requested. He understands where you're at. Sometimes people have faith to start churches. Some people have faith to believe God for a new pair of socks. Now, some people think, well, why would I pray about that? Why wouldn't you? Last time I checked, he cares about every little detail. You saying I should pray for socks, preacher? If you got the faith, you do it. And God will bring you socks, brother. You'll have socks coming out your ears. (laughs) But you have to start somewhere. In other words, how shall they believe unless there's a word spoken for them to hear? Right? God expects us to have faith. So we see that God can expect these things because the conditions were right. Another reason this expectation is reasonable is because God has created human beings, and we talked about this, with the capability to walk in his faith. All humanity, hear this now, all humanity is created with the capacity to live by faith. Have you ever shared your faith with somebody and they say, oh, I just can't believe? That's a lie. Now, they're just ignorant of the fact. Every human has the capacity to believe. Every human. You know, God doesn't look at you and go, oh, they came from this side of the railroad tracks. They, oh, their skin color is this. He created all the skin colors. <laughs> I never have understood some of these things. I'm not going to get into it because we don't have time. He doesn't care if your teeth are straight or crooked. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor. He doesn't care what uh, a nationality you are. He doesn't care if you're, uh, if you're tall or you're shorter. He doesn't care if you're a blonde or a brunette. He doesn't. He is looking into the capability that he placed within you, and he's going, will they believe? And if they will, the scripture says, he will show himself strong. 
strong to those who believe. I am open. I am willing. I am ready to increase my faith every day to where we see things. You know, my heart's desire in this is that you guys learn how to believe God so much that we just have way too much power, demonstration, ability, evangelism, healings, freedom on a level that people look at us and go, that is impossible. And we'll go, ah, 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 ah. With man, it's impossible. But with God... Everything is possible. So your situation is not too difficult. Joy, you can come. It's not too difficult. What's too difficult? Come on, I love that, uh, that verse, and it just kept going over. He has no rival. What is too difficult in your situation? What, I'll put it to you like this. What is bigger than God in your life? Zero. Nothing. He is the champion. Jesus has defeated every enemy, every bondage, every addiction, everything that hell had. Jesus walked through it and went, no more arms, no more arms. The scripture says he disarmed principalities and powers. Isn't that great? I mean, I love that picture in my mind. You know, it, 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 the enemy is powerless against our God. I mean, it just impresses me. The more I think about it, study it, the more I look at it, my God, he, my, he's so good. My God is so able. He's strong. He has ability. He has so much ability that what we messed up, he recovered on our behalf and then, it made, it, and then made it available free. Now, it wasn't cheap, but he did make it available free. Amen. So I want to give people an opportunity to give your heart to the Lord this morning. So every head bowed, every eye closed, we're going to go through this quickly. If you're watching online, you can also participate in this. Just let the, the people that are manning our live stream know that you'd like to receive Jesus as well. But the scripture says that uh, in Ecclesiastes 3.11, that God has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. Every person has eternity in them. We know from the scripture that God loves us and does not want us to perish. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He's not looking to condemn. But that the world through him might be saved. We know that all people have sinned, and sin is what causes separation from God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know that heaven is a free gift. We can't earn it. 
And we don't deserve it, but we can receive it. According to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For by grace you have been saved through, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We also know that God wants us to be, back into, be brought back into relationship with Him. Romans 5, 8, and 9 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we know that we can receive, finally, we can receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says this, and it is this simple. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus, I'd just like you to raise your hand where you're at so that I can pray with you. If you're in here today, just raise your hand where you're at. I want to pray with you. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Yes, thank you. Is there anybody else? Ushers, I know you're helping me. Anybody online, Josh? Do we see anybody? Okay. Yep, I see you too. Thank you very much. All right. Praise God. All right, let's, but before we rejoice, let's, let's get them in. <laughs> we're, we're harvesters around here. I mean, you know, we get excited, but we love new family members, all right? So, so I just want you to do this if, if everybody would join together with us and pray this prayer after me. Say this with me Heavenly Father, thank you that your son Jesus came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, Re become your child, receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now and repent of my sin. I not only receive the gift of forgiveness, but I give to you all of my life, all of my heart. I believe that you have accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for saving me making me your child and helping me live for you in jesus name amen hallelujah now before you run off we have altar care workers up here especially for you that gave your heart to the lord just now Please don't leave without coming. And uh, Patty, could you hold that up? We have a new believers pack for you. There's a bunch of stuff in there. They'll explain it to you. Please don't leave without that. It's vitally important. And then come back to church and be with us. We love, we, we're a big family. And we love it. And so uh, please do. If you need prayer for anything, altar care workers are available. Bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you Wednesday. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.